With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm in this world and they made Welcome me back a monster. to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. And with me, as always, Will Greenifer. Will, that was an awesome week one of the NFL season. Yeah, great week one, um, unless your team lost. From a, uh, you know, an, a sports uh, atheist perspective, if you don't have a favorite football team, it was great. But if your yeah. team lost, like, the most devastating game of the weekend, I mean, I guess the Cardinals fans probably have just as much of a reason to be upset. But, you know, like as a Jets Carolina, fan, it was depressing. I, I would say Carolina fans. I would say New Orleans fans. The, I would say a whole bunch of fans. Right. But the Cowboys the, fans. The thing is, the Jets played a good team. All the teams you mentioned, other than the one I mentioned, played bad teams, basically. Like, if you play against Trevor Simeon, you should destroy that team. And if you don't, it's kind of your fault. Whereas if you play Andy Dalton and you, you know, and you outplay them and on offense, you, you know, Run at yeah. will and allow one sack. And on defense, you don't allow them to run the ball at all and get seven sacks. You usually win that game. Yeah, except that AJ Green has almost two hundred yards. Yeah, Dar- well, uh, they couldn't. Darryl stop. Rivas, uh, got yeah. very old very quickly. Yeah, they couldn't stop. And, the got, pass, and got no sa- and got no safety help. Yeah, the safeties were were clueless. Yeah. All right, so why don't we uh, jump right into the games like we did last year? We will uh, preview week two games, uh, not going in uh, chronological order from Thursday night through Monday night, but from worst game to best game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the worst game this week, I would say, is uh, San Francisco at Carolina. San Francisco, despite being the biggest winner in week one. And by the way, yeah, uh, both they're number one. In, weren't they 32nd in our power rankings? Yeah, but, you know, in both in 2014. And if you looked and at a tw- complete standings right now, they're number one in the NFL. Yeah, but uh, both in 2014 and 2015, San Francisco opened the season on Monday night at home, blowing out a playoff team, a team that ended up making the playoffs that year. Yeah, and then the rest of the season they won like three games. So, so you know what um, they say. You know what they say, Chester. The Rams are going to be a playoff team. No, they say if you give uh, Chip Kelly uh, or Jim Tumzula or Jim Harbaugh six months to repair, there's no stopping them. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so San Francisco looked good, obviously, but it's really just a function of the Rams being so so bad. We'll get to that. Uh, Carolina, of course, is a massive favorite in this game. They're a fourteen. Point, they were a fourteen point favorite before San Francisco's game Monday night, which is when you and I guessed these lines. Uh, you beat me on this one by one because um, I thought it was going to be ten. You thought it was going to be eleven. And it was actually fourteen. It's probably gotten out a couple points since then. But uh, Carolina's had uh, eleven long days to think about this, and uh, they're going to kill San Francisco, right? Yeah, they're going to destroy them. Uh, you know, I, there was nothing I saw from Carolina 
that that doesn't make me think that they won't won't win the Super Bowl. You know, week one of the of the season, Kelvin Benjamin hasn't played in two years, even though he played pretty well. Yeah, uh, they'll, they'll be yeah yeah he was really good. Uh, but listen, that's frightening because they had no receivers last year, and you know they almost won the Super Bowl with Ted Ginn as their number one receiver. Basically, I think they will be fine. They will destroy the Niners, and maybe the Niners are a tiny bit better than we thought because they there is some talent on defense. But I think yeah, but, but Blaine Gabbard think... against that Panthers team is going to get ugly. Yeah, and again, just given how good San Francisco looked in week one the last couple of years and how bad they were the rest of the year, I think we need to see more than one week of them before we think that they're going to be fine. Their defense yeah, was no fine reason, last year also. There's no reason they should be good. No reason. Yeah, um, yeah. Chip Kelly is probably an improvement over Jim Tom Sula. It's hard not to be, but uh, they're going to they're gonna need a lot, and a lot more than that to uh, be close in this game. The next game I have on this list is the other team we had at the very bottom of our power rankings, the Cleveland Browns, and... Uh, they proved it. They went into Philly, which was like 29th on our power rankings, and got destroyed. And RG3 already out. He's already on IR. And uh, so Factory of Sadness comes home to host the Ravens. I have this as the second to worst game. Uh, the Ravens are favored by an enormous six points on the road. Uh, this is another game that you beat me against the spread. I thought it'd be much closer because the Ravens were not that impressive in week one, beating Buffalo, who looked, you know, Rex Ryan uh, could be fired before the end of the month, before the Jewish yeah. holidays even. Yeah, I, I, you know, I was saying this to my grandfather earlier, like the 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 Bills-Ravens game, I feel like we know less about those two teams than pretty much any other game because like maybe the Ravens are really good. And so like the Bills, you know, the fact that Tyra Taylor was totally incompetent isn't a big deal. Or maybe the Rams are the Ravens are terrible and like the Bills are an abject disaster. And yeah. we'll find out this week. We really don't know yet. <laughs> it's funny you say that because uh, in my pre-week one, week one power rankings, I had Baltimore at 19 and Buffalo at 20. And this week, both teams went down. Baltimore went down to 22 and Buffalo dropped to 26. So it's rare for both teams to go down at the end of a game. But it was just Baltimore didn't really impress me. Um, you know, and there were teams below them that leapfrogged them. Uh, you know, like Detroit and Tampa Bay and Miami, frankly. Uh, and, and and obviously Buffalo looked like a train wreck. Uh, but Josh, uh, we'll McC- get- in terms of the Browns, like Josh McCown isn't a big downgrade from RG3. He might be an upgrade. Okay. Uh, but not a downgrade from a team that lost by 19 to like the, the second or third worst team in the league. So Cleveland's terrible. Uh, this is this is a game that nobody should watch, even though it's, it's a rivalry, of course, whenever the Ravens come back to Cleveland. Uh, yeah, I guess if Baltimore wins easily, then we still won't know yet if they're any good. We'll have to wait for week three, right? Uh, yes, we won't. We won't know anything about the Ravens uh, in, until at least next week. I think, um, yeah, you know, the Brown. It's gonna get. It's gonna get late early for the Browns. They're gonna get killed in this game. Yep. All right. The next worst game of the week: Tennessee at Detroit. Uh, Detroit with that very exciting win. Uh, that Tennessee-Detroit game was very sim- – excuse me, the Indy-Detroit game was very similar to the New Orleans-Oakland game, for example. Uh, there was no defense whatsoever. Um, you know, Matt Matt Stafford basically looked as good as Andrew Luck. That team looked pretty good even without Kevin Johnson. But, of course, Indy stinks. But, of course, Tennessee stinks. So, again, they're not – Detroit should win this game, and they'll advance to 2-0, but we still won't know if they're any good or not. Right. You know, I was super high on Detroit, especially on their offense and Jim Bob Cooter and – their offense looks like it's going to be a force to be reckoned with. The problem is they're like a northern version of the Saints and the Falcons right now. Uh, and so, you know, I'd say this. If Tennessee can't move the ball on Detroit, then just write them off and give them like the first pick this year, or the second pick, basically. Yeah, it's it's I was surprised this line. Actually, I, I guessed it. I was closer than you. You thought Detroit would be favored by seven. They're only favored by five and a half. So yeah, uh, that's weird. Pe- yeah, people people are. Tennessee looked, I mean, Tennessee looked god-awful against the Vikings, you know. Terrible. That was a game, 
yeah, I mean, th- that was a game where they were winning 10 nothing at, at the half through a bunch of miracles and missed Blair Walsh field goals. And then in the second half, they, uh, they, I think that they, until they got a touchdown with 20 seconds to go in garbage time, it was all punts and turnovers, every single offensive possession. Yeah, and I mean, they were letting Vikings receivers get open a lot. Uh, you know, yeah. to me, it, it's, you know, the Vikings defense is really good, so... Yeah, in week, but offense, week one, Mar- yeah, in week right, in week one to be bad. shut down. It's it's not like I'm not writing off Mariota as a quarterback, but for them to be able, to, you know, the Vikings moved the ball pretty well. They got they kicked a lot of field goals. Like the mm, they missed a lot of you field goals, know, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, you know, they attempted. Um, yeah. So for them to move the ball at will, and it, it's clear that the Titans' strategy was just to try and shut down Peterson, which they did. But ultimately, I think that's not the the way you play it in 2016. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next worst game, Philadelphia at Chicago. So this is another game where we won't yet know. Well, first of all, this is a terrible Monday night game. But I'll say this. If Philadelphia comes into Chicago and wins, maybe maybe Carson Wentz is a little bit for real. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, listen, if there, I feel like his he's already he's already like better than five QBs in the, in the NFL. Like what he did last week is already better than, you know, what Keenum is capable of or McCown's capable of or maybe even Fitzpatrick or, you know, um, definitely Gabbert. I, I, I am curious. I think they, you know, you rank this low and the Bears are, are really a zero interest team right now because they sort of are what they are. They have no ceiling, right? Their ceiling is like if everything goes right for them this year, miraculously they get a six seed, which is even incredibly unlikely, but I guess... No, no. If it, everything I mean, I'm goes just perfect, they would be seven and nine. Right, yeah, yeah. So I'm saying there's just no... they're. Right now, the the dullest team in the NFL, maybe, and uh, so it, you know it, it will be worth watching just to see what Wentz can do. I'm really loving my. Uh, I know we don't talk about fantasy too much here, but like I was very high in Jordy Matthews, and I feel like he's gonna have a monster year now. Oh yeah, I got him. Also, I'm happy with that. Very uh, very uh, inexpensive wide receiver too, who looks like he uh, might be uh, even better than that. Yeah, so that's a, that's a game that I'm not really interested yeah, in. Yeah, ESPN uh, next... really getting the shaft. I wonder when the the, the first good game. Let's, I'm going to take yeah, a look we, at the, while we talk. I'm going to look at the Monday night schedule because we made fun of this. Though we were saying, like in our preseason, like we do not understand why this game was on Monday night football in week two. The only reason we said is because by week two we know that Cutler hasn't been injured yet. Because neither one of these teams should be on uh, Monday night football. I mean, it's so crazy how much money they they spend for these awful games. <laughs> yeah, like, but you know what? Like, we watch. It's them anyway, like this so. abusive relationship where like the NFL hates ESPN, but ESPN gives them so much money. Oh, I thought you were saying that the NFL and ESPN hate the fans, but the fans give them so much money. Because okay, again, you want to hear, you hear like the early season ESPN schedule? Yeah, tell me week three. All right, so we had two atrocities in week one. Week yeah. three, well, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh and Washington was supposed to be a decent game, right? Sure. Uh, week three, but remember, Washington beat nobody last year. Yeah. Uh, week three, Atlanta at New Orleans. It's a rivalry. Uh, there'll be no defense. So no it'll defense. Be like 35, I mean, it could 32. be. Yeah, a game could be like but fifty-one. It, it, but it's two teams that. But it's two teams that don't matter. Two teams that don't matter. All right, week four is a decent game, Giants Vikings. But again, you have uh, you have Sean Hill, and with with ESPN's luck, you'll probably get Ryan Sam Bradford. Uh, Sam Bradford by then, you'll probably get yeah. Ryan Nasib. It'll probably be the first game ever that Eli misses. <laughs> then you have Bucks at Panthers, which actually might be a decent game. Uh, the schedule yeah, gets a little like- better. Jets at Jets at Cardinals is not a bad game, although the Jets' schedule is so hard they could easily be zero and five or one and four. Then, and it's not such a good yeah. game on TV. All right, uh, so after the first three weeks, it seems like they have pretty good games, actually. Yeah, Texans Broncos is the Brock Osweiler Bowl. Vikings yeah. Bears isn't bad. Um, all right, so it's not as bad. It just starts off really bad. Yeah. Uh, and Lions Cowboys last week of the year might be a disaster, but who knows? Maybe both those teams are like eight and seven or seven and eight. And yeah. <laughs> 
All right, so uh, back to week two. We have Seattle, who uh, every year loses in St. Louis, and uh, this year they're going to L.A. I just can't find it. Look, Seattle looked really bad, obviously, and Russell Wilson was injured in week one. Seattle, who we both had number one in our power rankings, I didn't know how far to move them down. I only moved them down to number six. They also tend to start slowly. Yeah, no, the last I, couple this, of years. Yeah, this loss didn't didn't scare me off them at all. Well, no, They'll they be, didn't lose, but they won only I mean, by this two game didn't at scare home against the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, first of all, the Dolphins' defense is pretty competent. Uh, Dolphins are a well-rounded, decent team. They're not well-rounded like the Bengals that you know don't have any weaknesses. So again, or, every year the Rams in St. Louis would beat Seattle. Uh huh. Can they do it in L.A.? I mean, they were so bad last week. I mean, there were the Seahawks had a couple results last year that made no sense. Well, but, like losing to the Rams every year. Yeah, but like, but but now with Case Keenum, like I I, I can't I can't even like fathom how it would happen. What do they do? Go to Mannion? I mean, they can't go to Goff. Like, they have right. no options. Did you did you see their list of of possessions? It was punt, 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 yeah. punt, turnover, punt, 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 punt. I mean, that's got off yeah, against uh, the th- defense th- that was probably considered league average before the year. Yeah. I get, what are they going to do against Seattle? Are they going to get the ball past midfield the whole game? I mean, Keenum isn't this bad. Like he's had some, you know, moderate success in the NFL. Tavon so. Austin, $42 million receiver. I mean, it's crazy. Like if you can't give a receiver $42 million if he's like undraftable in fantasy. Doesn't yeah, in make any ballers, sense. Ballers, which you're not watching, even though it's a fantastic show. The fictional receiver in that series uh, in this week's episode, he his biggest contract offer is from St. Louis, and or excuse me, from Los Angeles, from the Rams, and it's sort of it doesn't really make sense why they're offering an old receiver thirty six million dollars, but that's basically what they did with Tavon Austin, and they're both sort of slot similar receivers. But at least the sh- the guy in the show has done something in his career. Tavon Austin's never done anything. Yeah, he's a third receiver. Like, yeah, I, you know, I, I, listen, I'm a Jets fan. He'd be our third receiver. You're a Vikings fan, like. You have a Tavon Austin. He, do, he doesn't step on the field. His name is Cordero Patterson. He runs an end around once a game. <laughs> yeah, it really doesn't make any sense. Uh, Todd Gurley, uh, you know, the problem is that they're going to stack the box with nine guys in the box if Case Keenum can't keep defenses honest yeah. at all. So, yeah, that's that's yeah, going to be Gurley might game. be Barry Sanders. and then There's just, like, no line and no quarterback, and we don't know it. Well, but Barry Sanders was so good that he was, you know, he was great anyways. Right. Yeah, so he's yeah. probably not Barry Sanders, but maybe, yeah. he's, maybe he's Barry Foster. All right, uh, next game on my schedule I have, or next game I have here in the uh, rankings of goodness of games in week two, I have Atlanta at Oakland. No defense again in this game. No, no defense. But um, if Atlanta couldn't hold serve at home against Tampa Bay, going at Oakland, I just don't see how they're going to stay too close in this game. Yeah, I mean, the Raiders secondary is so terrible. Like, Julio Jones might get, you know, have like yeah. 300 yards and four touchdowns in this game. Yeah. As we uh, the, Raiders are better. the Raiders are a better Devon- team than the Falcons. Yeah, Devonta Freeman has already basically lost the job to Tevin Coleman. Yeah, of course, last year I picked Tevin Coleman in every fantasy league. He won the yeah. job and then lost it immediately in week one. This year, I got Freeman cheap all over the place, and <laughs> now yeah. I uh, it doesn't help. Um, I think, and by the way, this won't be interesting to anybody, but like on ESPN, Freeman was going like 10th, and on Yahoo, Freeman was going 35th. I've never seen like such a big discrepancy in like the average draft order. Um, oh, wow. By the way, the, um, yeah. Is it possible that Atlanta could start like zero and five? I mean, if that that week Atlanta's one at not home good. Tampa, but yeah, but that was the game they showed. last year. They started five and zero. Yeah, people were railing on Matt Ryan, we're, and Matt Ryan was Dan totally Quinn fine. Your, we're going to put Dan Quinn in your coaching rankings. Yeah, Dan Quinn has really fallen since the last. We won't do coaching rankings probably till you know late October or something. But the he's really fallen in my esteem. Del Rio has moved up a little bit. I love that gutsy call. <laughs> uh, even if you don't get it, I, I think that's a good call. 
Uh, you yeah. have to feel like you you watch the game like the the Jets had a similar scenario. I've never really seen a team go for it. I, I, you, you, the Jets are down by uh, one. And they have fourth and one from, I want to say, like the Bengals six. I could be off by a few yards. And they went for the field goal. And I I don't think you go for it because they had been stopped on the goal line for like six plays in a row earlier in the game. And then they. Yeah, but the difference is that it's the New Orleans defense, which is like historically bad. Right. So that's what I'm saying. So you you go by scenario. And I think, yeah, I, I think you were pretty confident there of. Of being able to find Crabtree or Cooper or just run the it only in the only in. possible argument I think there is for why they should not have, why Del Rio should not have gone for it is because by kicking the extra point it's a tie game and and New Orleans had no timeouts left with forty seconds to go so you're probably sending the game to overtime which you know is a fifty fifty proposition by going up one you're forcing New Orleans to be aggressive and try and go down the field which right. they almost did frankly but right. I don't think that's really relevant because I think at home with Sean Payne and Drew Brees that New Orleans with 40 seconds ago would have been aggressive and try to win in regulation anyway. Yeah, I think so. so. I, I don't, yeah, so I don't really think that's too much of a concern. All right, so Atlanta at Oakland. Uh, Oakland should probably uh, get to 2-0 in Atlanta. As I said, they, they might have a very rough September in store. All right, next on my list are two teams who both looked very good in, in losses, I think, and uh, both uh, could be in competition for or try and sneak into a sixth seed in the AFC. That's Jacksonville at San Diego. The Jaguars were basically neck and neck with the with the Packers, who are a lot of pe- teams, uh, people's uh, you know Super Bowl pick in the NFC. San Diego destroying Kansas City and then just collapsed in epic fashion as only they can do. It really dispiriting. Do you come out of that game feeling good about San Diego that they were so close neck and neck on the road with the playoff team, or do you think, oh, they blew it and it's going to be a long season? I mean, it's it, it, it's you know very hard to come back from such a bi- blowing such a big lead in Week One. Because you have you nothing to be- build. Your on. best offensive player. Yeah, and you lose Keenan Allen. Yeah. Um, I, to me, uh, I, I, you know, I need to see more from San Diego and Kansas City to to really see what's going on. Like, did KC just wake up in the second half? You know, Andy Reid's teams are usually much better in the first half than the second half. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to make of the Chargers. Obviously, the Allen thing is bad, but. Rivers has done this before a bunch of times without decent receivers. So Allen was almost a luxury to them. I think the, the Melvin Gordon breakout is a bigger deal for them. Uh, you know, that that really... Uh, yeah, he had no touchdowns his rookie year. And yeah, he got two he, in week one. Yeah, I mean, and he ran for like three and a half yards of carry. Like, he was halfway out of the league. Uh, and he, you know, and he looked really good. Um, yeah, to me, Jacksonville is exactly what we thought they they were. They can run the ball. You'll you turn on the TV. Eight well, I times. think they're better than that. I mean, they were a play away from beating the Packers. I don't know. Their defense isn't. I don't think their defense is good. Although, obviously, we need to see it against the team that's you know with a yeah, moral I mean, Ro- QB. Ro- Rogers only had like two hundred yards, and and a couple of those were just insane plays that you can't blame the defense on. You know that right. play at the end of the first half where he's getting dragged down and somehow throws a dart touchdown pass to Devontae Adams. I mean that that you can't blame Jackson. Bortles makes that. Bortles is just like a taller Ryan Fitzpatrick though. He makes like Ooh. so many dumb throws. I mean, he throws a lot of picks, but that's a pretty harsh uh, criticism, I think, for a young quarterback. <laughs> I, I mean, you, they move the ball every time, and then he like throws the ball twelve yards over Hearns' head. I, you You're know, gonna call him a, a taller Fitzpatrick. Can you also call him a dumber Fitzpatrick? Because I don't think he went to Harvard. No, Fitzpatrick's the dumbest guy in the league. <laughs> he plays like the dumbest guy in the league. Fitzpatrick <laughs> is the worst two-minute quarterback I've ever seen. Like Geno um, Smith, they the Jets. Like I think Geno Smith is the worst QB in the NFL, and I think they should bring him in for the two minute drill because he's at least done. He did a few before he, you know, back in the day, and uh, and Fitzpatrick has as yet to pull off a two minute drill. 
All right. Um, you know, we don't have to make our picks for our pick and pool yet. And by the way, in week one of the pick and pool, you did really good. You had 12 yeah. points. Monster tied for week second. for the Kiev, dog. Big, big win. Uh, I uh, struggled. I only I went nine and seven in week one. And uh, you got to L? L. Yeah. Took an L. But we played uh, yeah. each other in week two. So we really oh, we shouldn't. Do. Oh. We shouldn't tip off oh. our picks to the other person. Oh, because I was going to ask you, uh, who you're picking in Jacksonville at San Diego? Because, again, San Diego doesn't really have much of a home field advantage. But you're not going to tell me. You're going to make me wait. Yeah, no, out. now I can't. Sunday. No, we're, we're picking against each other. It must win for you. <laughs> you right. can't start 0-2. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, now next on this list, we have Miami at New England. You know, I don't know what to make of this game. New England obviously looked better than anybody thought uh, winning at, in Arizona without Gronk. Uh, Garoppolo looked really good. Miami, meanwhile, also looked really good. They went into Seattle and, you know, lost a heartbreaker there. But their defense looked really good. You can't really judge Tannehill of the offense too much because they're going at Seattle. Um I, I just can't imagine Miami staying close in this game, but they did last week, so who knows? Um, I think that, you know, first of all, I think that Garoppolo in this game is going to have a lot of trouble with the Miami front seven. Uh, you know, the pa- the Patriots offensive line has, has really been a weak spot for the last year and change. I think um, I'm very nervous about this idea of New England starting 4-0, not because there's going to be this endless, like, Skip Bayless-style Garoppolo versus Brady ridiculousness, <laughs> that doesn't make me nervous. It's just like how insufferable the Bill Simmonses will be, you know? If oh, they he's go always f- insufferable. Yeah. No, it's just like the whole the whole crew, all, all of Boston. If they go 4-0 with Jimmy Garoppolo and then Brady comes back and he throws like for like 545 yards, six you touchdowns. You don't have to tell me. Listen, I was in Boston today and just seeing all those pink Red Sox hats all over the place drove yeah. me nuts. Yeah, there's going to be some pink Patriots hats soon. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm almost rooting for Miami in that game. I think I, I think oh, I missed well, the ball course. in Miami. I think Miami's we pretty good against the Patriots. Miami's like a legitimate uh, six, you know, fifth, sixth spot in the AFC contender. I think. Yeah, you actually said that in our preview, and I poo pooed that. I said I thought they were hot garbage. Can you imagine if they well, won the Super Bowl this year? I could still get a little bit of credit. <laughs> I'll give you some. Yeah. All right. Next on the list, we have the other two teams in that division: Jets mm. at Bills. This line shocked me. Um, I had Buffalo only favored by one and a half. The Jets clearly look like the better team. You know, losing a heartbreaker to Cincinnati, a Super Bowl uh, contender. Buffalo, as we said, looked like garbage. Rex Ryan looked like he might not have the job for long. And yet this line opened at three. You got this on the nose. So Vegas thinks that these teams are even. I think it's I think it's the Thursday night game uh, is the great equalizer. That, that's that's oh, what is I... Is this going to be the color scheme like last year when these two teams played on yes, Thursday night? Yes, it is. It oh, is. my God, that's terrible. But No, for but it's Christmas not the... colors? It's not the... Uh, but you remember last week, last year was the bl- the... Colorblind people couldn't. Yeah, couldn't, it was Christmas. Yeah, green and red. Our yeah, no, they, so the what Jets are wearing the Jets are wearing white. Oh, okay, um, so it won't be so bad. Okay, it won't be so bad. Uh, yeah, they All are right. doing that color the color scheme again. I, the only team that is cool. I was actually on the, uh, you know, the UniWatch guy Paul Lucas. I think yeah. is his name. Yeah. So I was on his Twitter feed today. He uh, he had all the jerseys. He was like rating all the jerseys. The Seahawks have a really cool one. Um, you know, the, I, the Bills defense was really good. They didn't let the Ravens run. Not that the Ravens, I mean, the Ravens starting running back literally got cut by the Ravens a week ago. So that's not the biggest yeah. feat in the world. But they're waiting they were, for Kenneth Dixon to come back from it. They were also totally, uh, you know, Reggie Bush had a great three carries for negative four yards. Like they, they were totally unable to run the ball. LaShawn McCoy. I mean, they have LaShawn McCoy and Reggie Bush. Like two guys are not going to be in the NFL next season. Uh, yeah. those are their two running backs. Uh, you know, Sammy, Sammy Watkins might be injured, although now he says he's playing. So who knows? He he's injured but playing. I think like he's gonna have to play through an injury. Will Tyrod Taylor get benched at some point this season? Yeah, the problem is that EJ Manuel is like absolutely an atrocity. 
So like who's coming in instead of the third the third QB is um I think it's some like sixth round rookie or something. I forget who it is. But Well, Tyra Taylor was a sixth round draft pick. He came out of nowhere. Yeah, but by the way, our our Bills fan in the preseason, Dale Hodge, his uh Facebook uh feed has been quite depressing. Oh, it's Cardell Jones. Okay. Oh. <laughs> well, I don't know. He uh he didn't go to he didn't go to school to uh to learn. He went to school to play football, right? Yeah, yeah. We gotta we gotta get the scouting the, the I, I pro just scouting the report line from, from Ohio State, but yeah, yeah. We gotta get the pro scouting report from Superfan Robbie on Cardell. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't really want to see this game, but it's a decent game. It's two teams who you well, know, the Jets least, are in must win mode. I mean, they have so, they have Seattle and Arizona yeah. coming up oh, soon. This yeah, is yeah if the, the Jets don't win this, one, yeah, if the Jets don't win this one, they could be zero and five. So. All right, next we have uh, a game that last year was a fantastic game, 52-49, I think was the final. And if it's any indication from uh, week one, it'll be similar this year. New Orleans at the Giants. What what New number Orleans, What number rank game is this? Seven. Oh, wow. That's pretty too good. Low, considering too high? Yeah, I mean, these are Chester's rings. Maybe we'll switch off and I'll, I'll rank them next week. But, like, yeah, I, I mean, in terms of, like, how much it matters, it's not a super relevant game, but... It's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic well, the Giants, to watch. The Giants are definitely in the driver's seat for that division. Oh no, the Giants are a relevant good team, but I, I feel like yeah. I just Saints think this will be this this was an exciting relevant. game last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Giants' um, defense may have taken a step up where the Saints aren't going to be able to fling the ball around the field all game. Both teams had great games in Week One, exciting games in Week One. Although that's true for almost every team in the league. I mean, Drew so. Brees is really amazing. Like that team is terrible, and he's he's you know he's making Willie Sneed look like uh, you know yeah, Andre we, like uh, like Calvin Johnson. Yeah, Willie Sneed did look quite good. Um, all right, uh, next I have a game that is lower than we thought it would have been a week ago, but uh, Indy really shit the bed in Week One, and that's Indy at Denver. Yeah, Indy is awful. I mean, right Indy off right now. That team is. Oh wow. Well, but they're off offensively. They're good. Andrew Luck. I mean, they good. might win the division, but only if like Osweiler gets hurt and they win it at six and ten. Do they have any chance to stay? Remember uh, when Peyton Manning was around and Denver was going thirteen and three every year? Denver was still losing to Indy. Uh, so what happens with Trevor Simeon? Does he get to two and zero? Oh? I mean, it's weird, right? Because like Denver from two to fifty three is a zillion times better than Indy, but it is Andrew Luck who looked amazing last week versus Trevor Simeon. Like, yeah, like maybe I didn't, I didn't know what to do with this game because on the one hand you think, well, this is a terrible game. Denver's going to blow them out. On the other hand, I don't know. I think I think that the luck can score points even against I, Denver's I, I, Luck's defense. Luck's going to have a tough time getting getting the ball off. I think against the Denver front seven. Yeah, will they play as dirty as they did against Cam Newton? Do you think the NFL will be a little bit on notice after Week One? I probably, but I mean, it doesn't matter. The, ref, the refs cannot. Prom- I mean, it's insane. Uh, you know, the crazy stat I heard is Cam Newton. La- obviously, uh, against the Broncos, there was not a single uh, roughing the passer. There was not a single personal foul call against uh, a player against Cam Newton. But the crazy thing is that the entire 2015, there was not a single one against Cam Newton. That is, crazy. I mean, Cam. It's really unfair for the MVP to get such bad. You know, no, Bra- such I mean Brady unfair gets, officiating. Do you think it's racist? What, like, what do you think it is? No, I don't. <laughs> I'm being serious. You know, obviously, if you breathe on Tom Brady, it's a 15 yard penalty. That's I what I'm saying. Brady it, gets every it's, call. It's kind of like Shaq. I think partly because Cam Newton is so big and so yeah. I think athletic. you're probably right. I think that's. I think a lot of it is because it, like it doesn't hurt him. He, like he you just know, bounces back I, up. To, to be perfectly honest, subconsciously, does race play a role? It probably does a little bit. Whether you know, the, obviously, the NFL and the refs would never admit it. Well, but. he should get he should get the MVP treatment at this point that Brady does since he's the MVP. I mean, the craziest thing, and again, this is not a new take at all. But the point, but Luck's know, getting a that week treatment later. this week. Luck is get, but, Luck is getting that treatment for sure. But yeah, fine. But Luck, Luck, out. Luck isn't get a better. That offensive, that offensive line stinks. That offensive line is much worse than Carolina's. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He won't have yeah, any time. I mean, to throw. Miller and Ware are going to be, you know, setting up shop in in their backfield, and and they can't run the ball. I, 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 I would lean towards. I'd have to think about that. I would lean towards picking Denver in that game. Yeah, I mean, so will I. I'm just wondering if it'll be close. I think it'll be closer than people think. I mean, you, you obviously do because. But it wouldn't blow. It wouldn't blow my mind if Indy won, just because we again, it's Trevor Simeon in the second game versus Andrew Luck. Yeah, guessing the lines. I, I was. I got this one exactly right. at six. You actually guessed it before, so you think it. Do you think it also be probably be pretty close, right? Just because it's Trevor Simeon against Andrew Luck. I mean, we don't know. Like Simeon stinks. Like we we know that he's not good. Yeah. Well, he was competent in week one, but I I think we're going to see Paxton Lynch sooner than later. Okay. All right. Next on this list, I'm surprised I have this uh, this game so high. Last year, uh, they played on Monday night. I was in New Orleans at the watching this game in some random bar. Dallas at Washington. Ugh, I yeah, don't know this why game, game should so be high. like 12th. Yeah, that's yeah. These, both of these teams look terrible in Week One. Um, I just feel like the winner of this game will, you know, be, compete with the Giants for the division. I, I right, guess. it's a little bit of a liminary. It is definitely a must win for both teams. Like the like yeah, Dallas can't do what too. they did next year. <laughs> They yeah, can't do neither, what they did last neither, year and keep yeah, losing. Neither, until Roma neither team can start 0-2, especially if the Giants are going to get to 2-0 against New Orleans. Who would you rather have for this season? And not just Scott that, or Kirk Cousins? <laughs> right now? Yeah. So so Kirk Cousins, is, is, you know, as we discussed, through like three games into last year uh, relative to his era, was the most intercepted quarterback in the history of the NFL. Then the last 13 games of last year, he just threw zero picks. Or literally, I think he threw like two. It just he, unbelievable reversal. And then in week one this year, again, back to throwing two picks, looking terrible, looking lost. He's getting paid $20 million. Um, Prescott wasn't great. Prescott was checking it down. I mean, it was like Cole Beasley and, and I think Jason Witten just over and over and over. And, and, and Terrence Williams. Yeah. Des, How <laughs> mad Bryant, were you at the Terrence Williams play when you were watching live? Well, it was just, again, I didn't think it really mattered. It was a stupid play, obviously, but it didn't really matter. They're not going to. No. He's not going to trot out there and kick a 64-yard Dan field Dan Bailey, the great Dan Bailey, is not going to kick one. Yeah, but this is the thing, and uh, I had Des Bryant on my fantasy team last year, and he was either injured or playing, but injured, and it was just so frustrating to watch him game after game get one catch for eight yards. Yeah, and but then that's what he did in Week One this year. So yeah, I don't have him in any. I'm, I have six fantasy teams, by the way, and I don't have Des yeah, Bryant on any. Yeah, oh, yeah, he was a stay away from me. I was, I was just burned. The uh, Des Bryant experience was not a pleasant one last year. Um, but I, I just, ooh, yeah, I don't know. This game has got to be. I should call an audible. This game's got to be moved way down the list. It's an elimination game, but that's the only reason to watch it. You just want to see the result. This is not a game I want to watch more than 10 minutes. I want to watch all these games, by the way. There's no game this week that I don't want to watch. Yeah, it's football. That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm hungry for football. That's true. All right. Uh, up to number four on my list. And it's this almost over. Been... Like, we only have 16 weeks left, and there's <laughs> yeah. 11 dumb playoff games that neither of our teams are going to be in. All right. Uh, number four on this list would not have been in the top eight uh, a week ago, but uh, Tampa Bay at Arizona. Tampa Bay 1-0, Arizona 1-1. You would not have guessed that after week one. Tampa Bay looked really good. Uh, you know, On the other hand, they they beat Atlanta by one score, and we said Atlanta's not any good. But Arizona, is it time to uh, you know ring alarm bells for Arizona that they couldn't beat a Grok and Brady-less no. Patriots at home? No, I mean, it's Belichick with no six concern? months of repair. No, I, go out and beat Tampa Bay this six week. Six months of repair, Gronk, Gronk was playing until like three days before. Yeah, look, the Gronk is never in there, though. L- listen, they had plenty. They have... They, the point is they had Garoppolo. They knew Garoppolo was playing all summer. All right. So you have no concern for the Cardinals. I'm definitely concerned. They're really old. You picked Tampa to, to make the playoffs. So you were excited with week one. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, no. Listen, everything I everything I said. I mean, if you go back and listen to our preview now, it's like listening to the words of, you know, someone who knows, <laughs> knows what's going to happen in week one. I'm not, but yeah, no, Tampa's really good. Listen, if Arizona loses to Tampa by one, I'm still not writing them off, you know? 
So Tampa, Arizona can start 0-2, but you'll say, oh, well, yeah, the they're problem is like Palmer's going to get hurt at a certain point. Those are the Super Bowl teams. Yeah, yeah. The Palmer's going to get hurt at a certain point, and, and then what? Oh, well, then, then they really are in trouble. Yes. But Palmer did not look very good in week, you know. Again, no. Week. And again, he's old. Like, sometimes you just lose it. Maybe and he's again, losing. I think it's the Jake DeLome thing. When you throw that many interceptions and look bad, that bad in a playoff game, maybe the next year you're just, you know. And the Cardinals should lose. Like, Arizona should lose their NFL team. Like, you could get a ticket, I'm seeing oh. here. For twenty four dollars, it's not just that. It's no matter who they play, forty percent of the crowd is rooting for the opposing yeah, team. Yeah, and one Tampa thing, Bay, the and like they don't have any fans. Yeah. There's like eight Scientologists who fly in from Tampa Bay. Like <laughs> it does. I, it it really they really like it's crazy they can't support a team. Like I assume the Di- the Dimebacks, who are you know the worst franchise in baseball right now, um, can't don't draw. Excuse, me. Excuse I, me. I'm sorry. As a twin, it's as a twin twins. Twins. Yeah, in the in the, in the NL. <laughs> And like the Suns are Braves and the Suns are so bad. Like, well, how depressing will it be if the Cardinals the start getting old? Oh, yeah. yeah. The Coyotes are bad, too. Like how the, the, the Arizona sports scene could get real. Ugly. Yeah. Oh, it is ugly. Um, I think that the Cardinals should move back to St. Louis now that they lost their team. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. I also like the idea of there being St. Louis Cardinals in two sports. Oh, that's confusing. You know, the way that there were, the way the way that there used to be New York Giants in two sports. Well, no, I don't think so. I think it's great. I love the fact that, you know, Pittsburgh, all the teams have the same color scheme. Yeah, but what if they uh, move back but they're like the Missouri Cardinals? Well, I like how some people like uh, you know, some people like Will Leach, like some people from St. Louis are still Cardinals fans. Even right. though in the interim the Cardinals first of all, the Cardinals moved thirty years ago to to Arizona and also Yeah, St. but history was kind team. to that. If he was a Rams fan, that would have sucked for him. Well, if he was a Rams fan, he would have got a Super Bowl in nineteen ninety nine at least. Yeah. So, I don't know if history's been kind. It has not been great being a Cardinals fan the last third. I mean, they did go to Super Bowl with Kurt Warner, but, um, you know, they have not been a very good team. Well, okay, so that's number four on my list. Number three on my list, Kansas City at Houston. So, these are two teams that we've both, we thought both of these teams were sort of, you know, fourth or fifth, sixth best teams in the AFC, definitely uh, playoff contenders coming into the year. Houston basically held serve in week one. KC ultimately did. Terrible first half, great second half. This is this the opposite is a bigger, of like Giant Saints, where uh, yeah, it's you not know, it's not so exciting to watch, but it's two good teams. In theory, it's two exactly. it's two decent teams that have good ch- chance of making the playoffs, but much it, tougher it, test for Osweiler than the Bears. Yeah, I mean, uh, people were really down on Osweiler. Yeah, Spencer. By the way, can I give a can I give a uh, a little um, what's it called? Like uh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but I'll say the I, I think I'm thinking about writing something about the uh, NFL announcers as like my next writing project. So if any listener hears anything really stupid, or I guess really smart, like anything really egregious that any announcer says, like tweet or email at me, tell me like the, you know, give me the situation and the announcers and tell you me You heard what they Kevin say. Harlan's radio description of the idiot on the field in the late yes. Monday night game, right? That was yeah. great. Yeah, that so was Kevin great. Harlan, of course, was the Timberwolves radio guy when I was growing up before he went national. And mm-hmm. especially early 90s Timberwolves before KG showed up, that was a, a really tough game to make interesting. And I used to listen to every single Timberwolves game on the radio every night uh, down in my room in the basement of my house in Minnesota uh, while I was doing my homework. And Kevin Harlan was just, before he went national, he was so entertaining. He'd make up these ridiculous stories uh, sort of and be overly theatrical the way he was with with, uh, with the idiot on the field. So that really uh, took me back like 25 years. I miss Kevin Harlan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm a big fan of Kevin Harlan. Uh, so back to this game. Kansas City, at a certain point, we have to realize it might not be Jamal Charles. It might just be the system. Last year, it was Charkantic West and Spencer Ware looked fine. This, you know, in week one, Spencer Ware also looks really good. So Jamal Charles can uh, take a while to get back. I don't think Kansas City really misses him too much. I mean, it's two different systems. I and mean, Charles has, like, had many years where he's averaged over five yards to carry. 
I'm yeah. not. Oh, I'm not saying, I mean, he I'm might not be saying, done. He I'm not saying he's not good. He's I'm just. Injured. I'm not saying he's not good. It's just, well, here. So here's an analogy. As I said with the Vikings, you know, losing Adrian Peterson would not be a big deal. Losing Teddy Bridgewater was a huge deal, and I think it's the same with Kansas City. Charles Charles is their best player offensively, but losing him not a big deal. Whereas if they lost Alex Smith, they'd be in much more trouble. I think. All right, that's Kansas City at Houston, and now we have. There's two great games this week. Obviously, two division rivalries. Two teams that have met not just in the regular season, but in the playoffs in the last couple of years. The first one, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh, is stuck as a regular 1 p.m. game, so it's not getting any extra So this is your number two game of the week? Yeah, I I could hear an argument for number one. I just put the other game at at number one just because of the fact that... You're a giant Vikings homer, and nobody wants to see the Vikings play with Sean Hill? Well, first of all, it's Sam Bradford, but also it's, you know, the debut of their new beautiful stadium. Is Bradford playing this week? Well, we'll get to that. We're talking about Cincinnati and Pittsburgh first. So, uh, yeah, he, I mean, since yeah. Pittsburgh, since he, obviously Pittsburgh could not have looked better in week one. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Martavis Bryant. No problem. No Le'Veon Bell. No problem. No defense. No problem. But Cincinnati, you know, again, they went into New York, which was a pretty good team. They got the win despite a lot of issues that you talked about. You know, they, they could not protect Dalton at all, but he'll have a lot more time against Pittsburgh's defense. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, they they have. Uh... They have the Jets have two exceptional players. The crazy thing about the Jets getting seven sacks is Sheldon Richardson. I mean, last yeah. year he was suspended a lot, and he didn't, but two years ago he was one of the best players in the NFL. Like Sheldon Richardson comes back healthy, and they're they're totally unblockable. Um, you know, so Cincinnati's not going to face that again unless they play St. Louis, which they don't. Um, again this year, I, I, uh, I, to me, Pittsburgh was the best team in Week One. I feel like they almost have to be number one in every power rings. Like we, you talk about the system, like Le'Veon Bell's great. D'Angelo Williams is like the number one running back in the NFL till Le'Veon comes back. It's crazy. Yeah, but in fantasy, but he was like that last year also. But then he's a complete yeah. zero once he comes back because Mike Tomlin plays only one running back all three yeah. downs all the time. Yeah. Makes no sense. It's insane. Yeah, but. especially when you have a guy who's getting injured all the time. Why not spell him once in a while? But he refuses. Yeah, spell uh, very odd. Yeah, so I so Pittsburgh, I had them at eight in my preseason power rankings, which was actually like DVOA had them at four, ESPN had them at two, SI picked them to win the Super Bowl, and I, I didn't understand it because their defense was so bad because they were missing a lot of the weapons offensively. But um, slightly a couple by me, I didn't move them up to number one, I moved them up to number four. Uh, I have Cincy at five, so this is the uh, highest rated game uh, in terms of the uh, both teams in week two, and I think we'll learn a lot if Cincinnati can go into Pittsburgh and win. That's two tough road wins against winning teams uh they really show that they are uh, back to where they were before it all got injured last year and if pittsburgh blows cincy out then at that point i'll probably have to put them at number one i'll probably have to uh acknowledge that i was wrong in my preseason uh, ranking of them yeah i'm looking forward to that game all right so let's get to the game of the week green bay at minnesota so here's the weird thing about this game uh well, you know I, last year is, like nobody else would call first of all like i know you wait all week for sunday night you don't even watch the one in the four o'clock games you're just so excited for the Sunday Night Football. Um, the I, I know you hate those ads. You know that that the late game did like seven million more viewers than the Sunday Night game this past week, like the four o'clock game. I did not know that. But anyway, uh, nobody wants like this. Yes, with Teddy Bridgewater, this is probably you know the number two game of the week after Pittsburgh Cincinnati. You can make a case for number one with Hill Bradford. This is like not in the top five this week. Well, so here's the weird thing about this game. Um, you know, Green Bay and Minnesota last year, the Vikings were better than Green Bay. They won the division over them. They beat them in Green Bay, of course, to win the division. Um, and then in week one, the Vikings were better than Green Bay. Green Bay struggled, won a coin flip basically over Jacksonville. 
The Vikings, despite their kicker missing a million field goals, despite no running game, despite a whole bunch of problems, they destroy Tennessee. And yet, despite all of that, the Vikings, who before the season were favored in this game, if you were looking at advanced betting odds, now they're two and a half point underdogs at home. And I don't disagree with any of that, actually. It's like it's weird that a team is favored, they do better in week one, the other team does worse, and now they're underdogs. It's sort of a weird thing. And I guess it's just because you look at the quarterback matchup, sort of like what we were talking about with Luck against Simeon. So you should be going to this game, right? Aren't they aren't they debuting the new stadium? Yeah, my dad my dad called me to tease me to say that he had tickets on the 50-yard line, and then I looked up tickets uh, to fly to Minnesota for this game, and I was about to click purchase on the ticket, and I said, oh, by the way, how did you get the tickets? And he said, well, I didn't get them yet, but they're on Stubber for $1,500. I'm like... <laughs> I'm like you, idiot! I literally was about to purchase these flights to fly yeah. to Minnesota. Yeah, I see the, that, the the get in is 242 to that to that game. You know, one of the highest regular season get ins you'll see. Um, well, that's the debut of a new stadium. Here's the thing: the Vikings. Sean Hill was very competent in Week One. He he his passes were wobbly, but Peyton Manning's passes were wobbly in 2014. And he was getting the job done. He really he had one bad miss where he missed Stefan Diggs in the end zone. Who was up? By by the way, Stefan Diggs looks uh, really legit as a number one wide receiver. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. Laquan Treadwell, the as first legit draft, as, as Treadwell is like basically yeah. Could, could Treadwell didn't right even now. get on the field. Like Adam yeah. Thielen was their Not second best sign. receiver. Yeah. Not a good sign. Um, yeah, I mean, it's one week, but I'm a little bit nervous. It could be another Cordell Patterson situation. I hope I'm wrong. I mean, anyway, your, your schedule gets really tough right now. So if you could win this game, it would be nice. Yeah, so it, this is the thing. I, You know, the famous Josh Freeman game where, in my memory, they signed, they traded for Josh Freeman from Tampa like two days before that game. And that my memory is, of course, clouded by the fact that it was the worst quarterback game in the history of the NFL. He was actually on the team for 14 days at the time of that of that game, which I didn't realize because they traded for him and then they had a buy. So that really sort of surprised me. Sam Bradford, as of this game on Sunday, will have been on the Vikings for 15 days. So on the one hand, I'm like, he's really not prepared, even though the Vikings are saying all kinds of things about, oh, he's the smartest quarterback I've ever seen, which I don't buy for a minute and spin. So I, I wouldn't mind if they went with Sean Hill, but the reality is that you don't trade a first-round pick and another pick for a guy and open your brand new stadium on national TV. You're not doing all that and debuting Sean Thrill. So right. Sam Bradford is going to be the quarterback. And I don't know how I feel about that. I've never been a Bradford fan at any other stop. Now I'm forced to be one. I, on I, the other I, hand, you know, on the other hand, the Vikings yeah. defense is really good. They force turnovers. They they score themselves. They get pressure on the quarterback. You know, Aaron Rodgers was saying how the toughest opponent for him in the NFL is a, a Mike Zimmer defense, whether it's in Cincinnati or Minnesota. So. I'm excited. I'm excited to see the Vikings against Aaron Rodgers, even though I'm a bit nervous because Xavier Rhodes, our uh, our top corner, was injured in week one, and apparently he's going to miss week two as well. And Trey Waynes, talk about first-round draft picks who have struggled. Trey Waynes is a rookie. really did not play very much. And in week one against Tennessee, at least in the first half, Marcus Mariota targeted him a few times. So if Marcus Mariota is targeting you, what the hell is Aaron Rodgers going to do to you? Yeah, I think... Um, yeah, I don't want to give my prediction for this game, but I do think the... Uh, the the what's it called you're overrating the level of interest but now i'm i'm kind of intrigued i think uh you know listen I you got to get I used to bradford he's going to be your quarterback next year i think sam bradford's too. debut makes it more intriguing to people cuz people want to see you know mm, maybe bradford, he's sam Bradford's, bradford he's like the least interesting guy in the league though he's had every excuse made for him in the book right in st mm-hmm. louis in philadelphia at a certain point you run out of excuses yeah I think uh, it, he ran kind of crazy. Out of yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, it, it's crazy to say this, but I would rather Sean Hill be our quarterback on Sunday night. All right. Well, anyways, 
The thing is, it's hard to go. It's impossible to go from Bradford back to Hill. So you may as well give Hill another game to see what he has. Yeah, that, that's how I kind of feel. I kind of feel like let Hill play until he's bad enough that you turn to Bradford. Don't just give it to Bradford. But again, they've invested so much in Bradford that they're obviously going to give it to Bradford. Yeah, they'll give it to him. <sighs> By the way, if he has a decent game, I'm definitely buying a Sam Bradford jersey on Sunday night. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm glad you're so, entertained. Yeah, is, is is that it? This is a pretty uh pretty truncated uh week one podcast. Well, I but, think uh, that's all- how they go. I think I think we're able to keep these the the week podcasts under an hour, and we could always throw in when we're less busy. Uh, maybe in a, f- a few weeks of the season, we could we could do something like a non football one during the week also. But I think we we generally kept these under an hour. They're not as long as the the other podcasts. Um. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm super pumped for uh, the the thing is my you know my team is on the verge of not mattering this year if they lose week two, but in general I'm and it's it, the NFL seasons you've had a few of them where your team is out of it are really depressing. Yeah, you know it's like week five and you're like not really in you're not really like in the league anymore. You know you're like going yeah. four and so hopefully we won't have one of those seasons. But right now week one couldn't have gone better. Everyone's equally good to the other team. So. Anybody could win this week. All right, Kiba. Well, good luck to your team in week two. Worst of luck to your team. (laughs) Man, that's harsh. What are you, an Aaron Rodgers fan? Have you come up with a sign-off yet? Uh, Hmm. What did I say? I like, uh, like, shut up. What did I? I I don't remember what I said. Go away? I don't know. Can one of our listeners give a Kiba sign-off? Yeah, someone give me a sign-off. It's really awkward, his lack of a sign-off right now. Um, Yeah, uh, you know, get better soon, Teddy. How about that? Hmm. Coming up to God's ears to Teddy's lights. All right. Talk to you later. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.